You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. To the king, it was successful and it was scheduled to happen in one year's time from when he put the bed in. So you might think that's a long time, right? But in that time, you know, they had to deliver the decree among the entire emperor. And they, you know, they didn't have cars back then, obviously, so it took a while. But this is the decree. It says, all Jews, young and old, including women and children, must be killed, slaughtered, and annihilated on a single day. The property of the Jews would be given to those who killed them. Can you imagine being a Jew, just walking out of your house, and you see like the royal persons declaring this decree in your town, and that's what you hear? One year sounds like a long time, right? Sure, they might have tried to escape, but imagine, you know, the, the diaspora, imagine the tension is building, right? And from that announcement, the Persians were probably mocking them, right? And from that point, they were literally just counting down to their death. And here's the theological issue for the diaspora, for the Jews living away from Jerusalem. They said, they thought, even though we're not in Jerusalem, are we still in covenant with God? Is God going to keep his promises and protect us? You know, we're not in, you know, being in Zion, sorry, and following Jewish law and having a, a priest or a royal figure, that back then that gave Jews the hope. But now they're in a foreign land. They don't have any hope. So Esther 4, 13 to 14 says this. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Who knows that whatever you're going through now, whatever your how is, is for such a time as this. How did I, an orphan, how did I, a Jew, the lowest social class in the Persian Empire, become queen? That is her how and her why is so that she could provide deliverance and providence for her people. Central Church, there's a whole lot of people right outside those doors and they feel like the Jews. They feel like they don't belong. They are hurt easily. You know, they endure life in their own strength and there are many people out there without hope. So if you're wondering about what your how is and what your why is, that's, that's your why right there. And you know, how you, how you go through things matters. You're wise to provide deliverance and providence for the people in your life. And you know, like I said, my heart took a turn on what to share with you tonight. And God, and this is what it was, God shared this with me, which I believe is a word for all of you, is that you are all hidden in plain sight. If you're not a Christian in the room, that's cool. Just sit back, listen. You know, I hope you feel challenged by this. But if you are a Christian, oh boy, God is saying to you, wake up. He's challenging you for such a time as this. Because Christians hanging out with Christians is great. We love community. But church, there's a whole world out there waiting for you, waiting to hear your story. And it's not, it's not like you have to walk up to them and be like, hey, I'm a Christian. This Jesus, Jesus, yeah. It's, it's just, you know, wherever you are, you can just be someone's point of encouragement. Your battle scars are a victory call for others, you know? Someone's just walking, they're walking through life, they're slowing down a bit, they're slowing down a bit, 
But then there comes you walking up alongside them, lifting them up along the way. And the fact that you have hope and the fact that that hope is in Jesus, the fact that you can persevere, that is all they need. So do you wanna know where you're hidden in plain sight? Let's rewind back to the start of my message. Now show of hands and keep your hands up if you've gone to work this week. Hand, keep your hands up still if you've gone to school. Keep your hands up still if, just, yeah, if you've already put your hand up, keep it up if you've gone to the shops, if you've gone to the park, if you've just sitting at your house and you can see your neighbor right there beside you, someone walks past in your house, if that is anyone, that is where you are hidden in plain sight. Everyone should have their hand up right here, right now. So we're gonna finish this story and unpack more what that means. So in verses 13 to 14, you know, we see Esther has been under the protection of the palace. Quite simply, her becoming queen um, was because she was, you know, very compliant with the Persians. But now, Mordecai is challenging her to cut her silence and speak up. So, fun fact, the name Esther itself is an indication of how she, you know, led her life and fulfilled her role. So the root, so Esther is a Persian name, but the root of Esther in Hebrew is Hester, um, which actually means hidden. So at this point in time, Esther needs to choose whether to identify with God's covenant people. Now, you know, maybe lately you've been identifying with your external environment. You know, it's easy to be like that. They're like, oh, bad day at work. I'm really tired. And you're like, yeah, I totally get what you mean. I'm here to remind you that is, that is not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And when you say stuff like that, you know, you've got to know that Christ gives you strength. That is in the Bible, church. Know that. That is your identity in the Bible. You know, underneath Esther's Persian garments is a loyal Jew. And aside from what you experience on the surface, church, inside should be a loyal heart to God. Now, for some of you in the room, and I'm not pointing anybody out, but ask yourself this question. When will you choose to start being an active and loyal Christian? Or are you choosing to be an active, loyal Christian? As in one minute you are, and then one minute you're not, right? It's either you're in or you're out. That was the situation with Esther. She was either in with the Persians or she was out with the Jews. You know, when you play sport, if you don't identify with your team, you won't be as effective when you play, right? You're just doing it. But identifying gives you a purpose, right? So if you're gonna overcome your struggle the right way, as I was saying before, you need to choose how you're moving forward. And I encourage you, choose God. <laughs> God is calling you to be part of the narrative church. And most of the time, it's not obvious in our own narrative, right? But in Esther's case, it's evident in the lives of others. Esther 4, 15 to 17. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. When you choose your identity with God, that actually means having a faith in God as well. And Esther exemplifies this in this verse. If I must die, I must die. And you're probably wondering why, you know, I haven't really mentioned God 
that much. Like I have, but not really. But did you know that Esther is the only book in the Bible where God isn't even mentioned? Not once. But you see a reliance on God and you see that in Esther's call to fast. Her reliance in God, and it's not, you know, it was on her beauty, right, at the start, because she became queen, but she can't use that to persuade him anymore. It's a reliance on God. You know, she asked for a three-day fast to prepare herself and all the Jews. In Jewish tradition, the third day, it symbolized a day of deliverance, right? Granted life instead of death. God has two dimensions of reality. There's the seen and the unseen. And what I love about this story is that God, just as you are hidden in plain sight, God is also hidden in plain sight. Now to be hidden is to be present yet unseen. You know, what's visible is only the human side of the story. Perceiving something beyond that, that's faith. And I was talking to my friend who's not a Christian um, and she was kind of telling me about her problems and her problems and her problems. And to her, it seemed hopeless. She just couldn't see a way out because she was only seeing in the physical. And as she spoke, personally, all I could think of was, what has God said in his word? What has God promised for me, right? I have a hope in God. But to be honest, I've, you know, I've seen many Christians actually forget about God. And you know, it's, it's great, it's great to rant, you know, it's great to let off the steam. But when it's all about problems, when it's all about problems, but not once have I said, oh, but God is my strength, right? It, it happens and it makes me sad. So I wanna encourage you, church, let's realign ourselves tonight. Are you living a life of faith? You know, when you struggle, you worry, that's fine. But is your first instinctive thought, what can I do? right? That's your problem there. What can I do? What can I do in the physical, right? Where is, where is your faith in the unseen? Instead, ask yourselves, what can and is God going to do? Now, I don't want to get into detail, but, you know, we, we do need faith more than ever. You know, when I first heard about the war um, with Ukraine and Russia, you know, I was sad. I prayed. I cried. I felt helpless, right? Because it's not like I can do much physically. But church, let's I think my, the way I saw that was let's not wait for only situations in where we can't you know, help physically or we have no control to have faith in God, right? Let's make it a habit that even though in difficult circumstances we do have a little bit of control, let's acknowledge God, let's have faith in Him because just like Esther, your display of faith might just be what someone needs, even if it's just your words. You know, it's, I get it, it's tough when you wanna say, oh, it's hard, it's difficult, it's really, oh my goodness, but God, but God, right? Again, they're watching us, church. They're watching how we go through the fire. So let's have faith in God. The explicit absence of God points that God's redemptive promises are fulfilled through His providence. God is all-powerfully present even when He is most conspicuously absent. How great is that? He's hidden in plain sight. Now, on the next slide, we're reading from Esther 5, 1 to 8, and it says this. On the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and entered the inner court of the palace. Just across from the king's hall, the king was sitting on his royal throne. 
facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. And then the king asked her, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. And Esther replied, if it please the king, let the king and Haman come today to a banquet I have prepared for the king. The king turned to his attendants and said, tell Haman to come quickly to a banquet, as Esther has requested. So the king and Haman went to Esther's banquet. And while they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, now tell me what you really want. What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. Esther replied, this is my request and deepest wish. If I have found favor with the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my request and do what I ask, please come with Haman tomorrow to the banquet. I will prepare for you. Then I will explain what this is all about. Here's what you need to understand about those verses, the context of the Persian court. And obviously, you know, this is ancient times. So back then, there were sensitivities to status, to gender. Um, there were consequences of violating the social roles and rules. And at this point, Esther had actually been with the king for five years already. Um, but at this point as well, she hadn't been summoned by him for 30 days. And the palace laws meant that, you know, the king actually had to request your presence. You couldn't actually just rock up unannounced, which is what Esther did. And yet we see what he says is, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. Esther was hidden all these years, and yet God positioned her in plain sight in the right place. Now, you can guess what my next question is for you all. Where has God positioned you? And positioning isn't just being at the right place. It isn't just being there at the right time. It's actually a combination of what you have gone through, your experiences in life as well. Um, and again, like I said, my heart changed based on recent things that I've, the way I've been able to help people in my ministry. So an example of that is, you know, I mentioned my mom passed away um, and there's a girl in our youth ministry who's in a similar circumstance. And I guess in that moment, it was great to say, I understand. It was great to walk alongside her, not fully like solve her problem, but just walk alongside her and pick her up and help her, it wasn't to solve it, but just give her a hope, just give her some advice, just give her some help. But here's the crazy, you know, I was, sorry, I was positioned, right? I was positioned for that girl. But here's the crazy part. When my mom passed away, someone was positioned in my life too. And that's, that's Sarah, who's now my mother-in-law. My mom passed away when I was like 20 by cancer. Her mom passed away and she was like 17, was it? By cancer as well. So I had someone in my life to say, I understand. Do you see how it works? It just keeps on going. Where are you positioned, church? Where are you positioned to say, I understand? Because it isn't, it isn't just the outcome, it's the how, and then asking about the why. And it's to bring deliverance, it's to bring providence to the people around you, in your workplaces, in your schools, wherever you go, God has called you for such a time as this. And if it still isn't clear, being hidden in plain sight doesn't mean that you have to be a background character. It's just a calling statement. So in summary, you know, you are hidden in plain sight 
but be ready when God calls you for such a time as this. He wants you to be part of the narrative. You need to choose God. You need to choose to be on His side. You need to have faith in God and you need to know that you are positioned for such a time as this. So just to finish the story, Esther invites King Xerxes and Haman to the banquets. Um, she eventually reveals herself, um, her Jewish heritage to the king, as well as Haman's plot. Um, he actually planned to kill Mordecai as well. Um, but in that time, you know, it, it kind of switched. Um, Mordecai was killed, by the way, you know, reversal. Um, but Uno, who's played Uno before? Sorry, that was a weird transition. Um, reversals, Uno. You played the game? Yeah. I love it. I love it when you have that one card to play, but it's like it's not your turn. It's going in the other direction. But then someone plays that reverse card, and then you get to just slam it down on the table and just claim the victory. It's amazing. Now, I love the narrative style of Esther, um, especially in that ironic reversals of the story. Now, I found this diagram online which shows the, can you, yeah, I'm short enough that I don't have to move. <laughs> um, you can see the reversals in the story, right? It was all kind of downhill from there, but then the story pivots, God intervenes, and it goes upwards from there. And you find many stories in the Bible written that way. It's chiast, chiastic, chiasm, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah. I wanna expand on that because I know that just as God has pulled a reversal in this story, because of His invitation for you to join His narrative and because you've chosen to identify with Him and it's because you've chosen to have faith with Him and you know that He's positioned you, you're gonna be praying, playing reverse cards in the lives of those around you. Esther was hidden in plain sight and she stepped out to the King. She stepped out to the king. She wasn't allowed to do that. She was a woman. She was disobeying the palace laws. But that was a game changer for the Jewish traditional thinking, the way they thought about God and experiencing His goodness. Esther provides an unexpected affirmation of God's blessing on the Jews in the diaspora. You know, people, if you're in the diaspora, you're like, this is a punishment, you know? Faithfulness as a Jew is actually being in Zion, is cultic observance. It's having a legitimate Jewish pedigree. But Esther's like, no, let's pull the reverse card. Now you can experience God's goodness just by being in His presence. And Esther invites readers to find hope anytime, anywhere, and through anyone. The explicit absence of God points that God's redemptive promises are fulfilled through His providence. God is powerfully present even when He's absent. And Esther reveals her people through a reversal, but we see the ultimate reversal with Jesus. He was expected to die, but He's like, no, play the Uno card. And He resurrects and He ascends up to heaven. And because of our sin, we should expect nothing but death, but in the ultimate reversal, of eternal destiny because of the cross of Jesus, we have been given eternal life because of Him. So that's it. So if everyone can just bow their head and close their eyes. You know, if you're not a believer of Christ today, so glad you've joined us by the way. But if something in this message just wants you to say yes to Him, yes to His calling, yes to His 
plans and purpose, the fact that He played the reverse card and you can live in that freedom, the fact that someone has done that for you and you're sick of living the way you normally live, I wanna give you the opportunity tonight to just say yes to Him. Romans 10, nine says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And I wanna emphasize that this isn't just the only time you can say yes to Him. You can do it, you know, during the week, but I do wanna give you the opportunity now because what better way to join your new family than being with them right now? And we'd love to celebrate your decision with you. So if that's you, if you wanna say yes to Jesus, you've never said it before, or you wanna recommit your life, just lift up your hands right now in this place. Awesome. Give it some time. Great. Awesome. Well, someone's put their hand up, so let's pray this prayer with them. If you just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I wanna trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Awesome. And if you just keep your head bowed, eyes closed, with everyone else in the room, most of you guys are Christians, I just want you guys just to repeat this declaration, this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I choose you. You're not a priority in my life, but the center of my life. I have faith in you through whatever I'm going through. Help me look to your promises, knowing you'll deliver me. I'm hidden in plain sight, and I know you've positioned me for such a time as this. Awesome, well, why don't you stand to your feet? Um, we're gonna go back into that song, Waymaker. And just from that um, bit, even when, even when I can't see it, God's working. He is hidden in plain sight in your life, church. He just wants you to choose Him. He just wants you to have faith in Him. And then you'll know that where you're positioned, you're gonna bring blessing. You're gonna grow His kingdom. You're gonna grow this church. We have a great church. Let's encourage one another in that. Thank you for listening to this podcast.